Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. The angel's message involves the whole world, too. This book is little because the time of the Great Tribulation won't be long. The Lord Jesus said it was brief. The prophet Daniel labeled it as seven years. There's not much time left. Romans 9:28 tells us he will finish this work and cut it short in righteousness because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. Hi everyone, this is Tammy Becker. Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. This is week 15 into our series of Revelation and our podcast today is titled Glory. Now, the podcast is going to be based on the reading of Revelation chapter 10, verses 1, all the way through chapter 11, verse 2. And if you want to follow along with any notes or grab the uh, links I might mention and uh, lots and lots of verses, you're going to be able to find those uh, at my uh, website at www.yluministries.com and just visit the corresponding web page. And as we get started, I just want to remind you my disclaimer. As always, do not take my word or anyone's word for what you read. Get yourself in the Bible and let God discern his word to you. I'm only human. I make mistakes and I do not claim to know or understand everything in the Bible. I just hope by bringing this out in this study that it is interesting enough for you to get into God's word yourself and do some deep diving. All right, excuse me. I'm still getting over my bronchitis, so excuse me for being a little raspy today, but let's go and get started. Um, So all almost uh, as if God knew we needed a mental and emotional rest from the stream of judgments. He gives us a break between the sixth and the seventh trumpets. So in this interlude in Revelation 10, he fills in some details about what's happening at the same time back to heaven. Now our focus shifts temporarily from the outpouring of God's wrath on the unbelievers on earth to the comfort and encouragement of believers in heaven. So like the pause between the sixth and the seventh seals, When the two groups, the Jews and the Gentiles, were redeemed and sealed, now, between the sixth and the seventh trumpets, we are introduced to three personalities. Just as the angels announced Jesus' first coming, they're also going to announce his second coming to the earth. So the first personality we meet is a mighty angel, and then later in Revelation 11, we meet two witnesses. This uh, mighty angel is no regular angel, though, but not, but neither is the angel the, the Lord Jesus Christ, who never appears in Revelation as an angel. So when Jesus Christ appeared in the Old Testament before coming to earth 
as a baby, he was called the angel of the Lord. But after he died and he rose again and received a glorified body, we only see him in the place of the great power and glory at God's right hand, never as an angel again. So when he was here in his humanity, he was not an angel. He was a man. So therefore, he is revealed in the Revelation as the glorified Christ, as the post-incarnate Christ. He is exalted to the highest place, says Philippians chapter 2. Now this book unveils the full picture of who Jesus Christ is. New glories of his person, of his power, and his performance unfold with each chapter. And he is now the one judge, judging mankind who um, rejected him as Savior. So when John describes this mighty angel coming down from heaven, he said, another angel. He had previously told us about a strong angel back in Revelation chapter 5, verse 2. The way these angels are dressed identifies them as with Christ. Evidently, they are special ambassadors of Christ, bearing all the credentials of his exalted position. This mighty angel comes down out of heaven from the presence of Christ the one who's in the midst of the throne, and they are a sight to behold. So this mighty angel is clothed with a cloud, like the clouds of glory associated with Christ's second coming. A rainbow is the cap of his uniform and a reminder of God's faithfulness to his covenant with man and his mercy. And although the judgments have come thick and fast, weird and wild, the language to describe them, this rainbow, indicates God will not send a flood to destroy man again. The mighty angel's countenance is radiant with a face like the sun reflecting the majesty of God. And this is his badge of identification with Christ, a signature of his glory. Just like Moses. Remember Moses, his face shone after he had been in the in God's presence. And you can see that back in Exodus chapter 34, verse 29. The angel's face shines because he he's come out from the Lord's presence. So even the angel's robes glowed at Jesus's resurrection back in Luke chapter 24, verse four. So the angel's feet and legs were like pillars of fire, reminding us of the pillar of fire in the wilderness, a manifestation of God's holiness, mercy, and judgment. And the angel has come to make a solemn announcement of coming judgment as a special envoy of the Lord Jesus Christ himself judge of all earth. So in his hand, this mighty messenger holds a little book, which logically would be the seven sealed book we've seen before. John used a different and a rare Greek word to describe it, Bibliotium. But it's likely the same scroll, since it's already been opened, unrolled in the 
angel's hand. So this little book, if it is the same as the seven sealed book, was originally in the hands of the Father in heaven back in chapter 5, verse 1, who transfers it to the nail-pierced hands of God the Son, the only one who had the right to open it. So when Jesus broke open the seven seals of the book, it introduced the seven trumpets, six of which have already been blown. And then after he removes the seals, the Lord Jesus Christ in turn gives the book to the angel, who then finally gives it to John to eat. This is the title deed of the earth, and it contains the judgments the Lord executes in the Great Tribulation. This book is now open, and the judgments are on display, and the book gives the angel authority to claim both the sea and the earth for Christ, and he puts one foot on the sea and the other foot upon the earth, and he says that they belong to God. We are but tenants in this world God created, and then in a great voice, the angel claims it all for Christ. As creator and redeemer, the world belongs to him. So the angel's message involves the whole world, too. This little, this book is little because the time of the Great Tribulation won't be long. The Lord Jesus said it was brief, and the prophet Daniel labeled it as seven years. So there's not much time left. In Romans 9, verse 28, it tells us he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness because the Lord will make a short work upon the earth. So as the angel declares this, a majestic loud cry produced seven thunders. This is God's amen. You can also see Psalm chapter 29, verse 3, and Job chapter 37, verse 5. The voice of the Lord Jesus now in heaven confirms the angel's claim that he will soon come to power on the earth. Now, John took down this confirmation as the visions were given to him, and he was about to write what the seven thunders had spoken. He heard it, and they were audible words, but he was forbidden to do so. Why? Well, this is the only place in Revelation where, where anything is sealed. Everything else is revealed. God makes it clear at the end of the book that he has told everything. Yet the Lord Jesus Christ said to John, seal them up. Don't write this down. To this day, they remain a secret. And although Revelation reveals Jesus Christ, there are still many things God doesn't tell us. So the mighty angel standing both on the sea and the land takes an oath in the name of Christ who is in heaven and as Christ's representative, he claims it all for Christ. You can see also Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Remember, you can grab all of these scriptures in my show notes on my website. And the, you can get the link in the description here on the, on the uh, channel. So the angel also confronts God's saints on earth and in the middle of this trouble that it won't last much longer, but Christ will return soon, he promises. And then this glad announcement from heaven says that the time is short and not to worry. He who endures to the end will be saved. See also Matthew chapter 24, verse 13. And why? 
Well, because God has sealed them and they will make it through the great tribulation. And the martyrs in heaven have been praying for this too. The kingdom is coming as we've prayed in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. So the seal and the trumpet judgments take time to unfold, giving people time to repent. And many do. You can see chapter 6, verse 15 to 17, chapter 9, verse 20 to 21. And then the bowl of judgments that come with the seventh trumpet will happen so quickly in succession that people have little time to turn around. See also 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 9. So this all takes place when the seventh angel is ready to blow the trumpet. As the seventh trumpet announces the second half of the great tribulation, God will fully reveal his mystery, his plan for humanity. Now we've been told many single facets of this mystery, including the nation, Israel, judgment, suffering, injustice, the silence of God, and the coming kingdom. But this mystery is greater than the sum total of all. So why did God permit evil? And why has he tolerated it for so long? That's the foundation to this mystery. And God hasn't handed it in his answer yet. He will someday. He has a whole lot to tell us. And when we get into his presence, we're going to definitely find that out. So after, after this, John apparently returns to the earth in spirit and hears the Lord Jesus' voice from heaven directing him to take the book from the angel. So Jesus is in full charge of every operation recorded in Revelation. God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. He is now acting as judge of all the earth. And so as John takes the book, the angel invites him into the great drama unfolding. And he tells John to do a very strange thing. Eat it. Eating the book means to receive the word of God with faith. The prophet Jeremiah and Ezekiel instructs the same. See Jeremiah chapter 15 verse 16 and Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 1 to 3. Also Psalm 119 verse 103 and Proverbs chapter 16 verse 24. The part of God's word John was told to eat was God's judgment. For sweet than bitter. It's sweet to know what God is going to do, but bitter when you realize judgment's coming. John eagerly received the word of God, but it was sweet in his mouth and bitter in his digestive system. John believed that all nations, all peoples, and all tongues need to hear the word of God to be warned of the coming judgment. And this is why this little book became bitter to him. He must prophesize against many before Christ comes to his kingdom. And just like us, we can delight in reading this section of the word of God and know what God intends to do. But the prophecy of the coming judgment to a world who rejects the Lord Jesus Christ is bitter. We can also take this to heart. Many people begin the study of prophecy with enthusiasm, but then they find that it applies to their lives and it makes demands on them personally. They lose interest. It becomes a bitter thing. Many study prophecy because it's curiosity to know the future, but they discover the word of God speaks more to a holy life than coming events. You can see 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. 
You can't study prophecy and live a dirty life. The whole word of God must have its way in your hearts. The study of prophecy will have a definite effect upon your life. It sure will. It just it it, it will either bring you closer to Christ or it's going to take you farther from him. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about those two witnesses doing miracles and pointing people to God. Who are they? Hmm. That's a question that we're going to try to answer next week. Will we be able to? I don't know. It doesn't really say in the Bible. There's some speculation around it, but we're going to talk about that next week. And make sure and join back here as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. Don't forget to grab the show notes. You can get it at in the description or at www.youministries.com if you would like to study the Bible with us. We have a private Facebook group called Girl Read Your Bible. That link is also in the description and we study via Zoom face-to-face -face from all over the globe together on Wednesday morning or Wednesday evening. Come and do that with us. We'd love to have you. This is Tammy Becker. I hope you have a blessed week. God bless you. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's y-o-u-ministries.com. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace.